0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, July 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. State aid for Central Valley. $100 billion in state stimulus. GOP goes broad on coronavirus relief and CFAP round one payments lag. Central Valley gets $52 million and focus on outbreaks among farm workers. Standing at a food packaging facility in Stockton yesterday, Governor Newsom announced the state will send $52 million to Central Valley counties for combating a sharp rise in COVID-19 cases. The money will go to testing, contact tracing, and isolation housing. The rising community transmission rates we are seeing, particularly among Latinos in the Central Valley, are concerning, said Newsom public health agencies will also be deploying strike teams to investigate outbreaks at agricultural workplaces, factories, and high-density housing developments, among other sites. The state has already seen success with this strategy in the Imperial Valley. Newsom said he will be naming a COVID-19 task force to focus specifically on the Central Valley. While Newsom spoke on Friday of ratcheting up enforcement of coronavirus safety standards, he said yesterday that the Central Valley effort will instead be engaging employers in a supportive mindset rather than punitive. Assembly and Senate announced $100 billion stimulus plan. Working groups from both branches of the legislature plan to spend $100 billion to stimulate the economy without raising taxes. Instead, the plan would draw on previously allocated funding for transportation, broadband, and infrastructure. It would also borrow from the federal government, expand tax credits for low-income individuals, and offer tax breaks to small businesses. Investing in the green economy. The plan relies on future cap-and-trade funds to backfill lost revenues due to the downturn and ensure critical programs remain funded. This was a sticking point with many lawmakers during budget negotiations in June. Ag industry advocates fear this change in rulemaking for the cap-and-trade market could lead to higher costs on farmers and take funding away from critical incentives programs. Assemblymember Adam Gray of Merced said the plan, quote, must prioritize small and rural communities which lack the local resources and reserves to mitigate the worst impacts of this pandemic. Republicans who did not participate in the working groups cautioned the plan may sound appealing in its broad strokes, but the devil is always in the details. Keep in mind, the legislature has five weeks left in its session to wrap up budget measures and other bills. Yet leaders could call for a special session to further debate any of the hundreds of bills still on the table. Senate GOP unveils relief package with $20 billion in ag aid. We've been reporting for days that Senate Republicans want to give USDA maximum flexibility in how to do the next round of coronavirus relief. And that's exactly what the new GOP proposal would do. The GOP bill authorizes $20 billion that can be used by farmers as well as processors to prevent, prepare for, and respond to the pandemic. The eligible commodities include specialty crops, non-specialty crops, Dairy, livestock, and poultry, including livestock and poultry, depopulated due to insufficient processing access. And growers who produce livestock or poultry under a contract for another entity. Including processors among eligible recipients would cover ethanol producers, according to a Senate aide. What's next? Well, Senate Republicans now have to get a deal with congressional Democrats and there is a long list of items to be negotiated. The top Democrat on the Senate Ag Committee, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, declined to comment on the GOP Ag provisions. But Senate Ag Chairman Pat Roberts, a Kansas Republican, says Stabenow's big ask has been a 15 percent increase in SNAP benefits. Take note, the bill has a number of provisions, making it easier for farms and other businesses to get forgiveness on Paycheck Protection Program loans. Loans of less than $150,000 can qualify for automatic forgiveness. CFAP total grows slowly, up 5%. USDA has now paid out $6.55 billion, an increase of about $300 million, or about 5% over the past week, that according to the latest USDA data. With one month to the sign up deadline, USDA is nowhere close to distributing the full $16 billion earmarked for the program. What's with the slow pace? Well, Pat Westhoff, who directs the Food and Agriculture Policy Research Institute, says USDA is unlikely to pay out the full $16 billion at this pace. Westhoff says he's not sure why. Possible explanations include difficulty in getting paperwork done, given FSA constraints, less eligible production than anticipated, and impact of payment limitations, perhaps, he said in an email. Cattle producers have received $2.9 billion so far, while dairy producers have received $1.3 billion. Among row crops, some $1.2 billion has been paid for corn and $331 million for soybeans. Hog producers have received $416 million. Iowa continues to lead the nation with $679 million. Nebraska, second at $484 million, followed by Minnesota at $420 million. Wisconsin at $384 million. Texas at $356 million. And California at $345 million. NASDA warns of Chinese seed smuggling scheme. Don't plant the seeds, don't even open the package. That's the warning from the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture to people who are getting packages of seeds in the mail from China that they didn't order. The seeds are sent in packages, usually stating that the contents are jewelry. Unsolicited seeds could be invasive, introduce disease to local plants, or be harmful to livestock, the Washington State Department of Agriculture warned on their Facebook post. This is known as agriculture smuggling report it to usda and maintain the seeds and packaging until usda instructs you what to do with the packages and seeds they may be needed as evidence state ag departments in georgia kansas maryland minnesota ohio nevada and alabama are all issuing similar warnings USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service said in a statement that it is working with state departments of Ag and Customs and Border Protection to prevent the unlawful entry of prohibited seeds and protect U.S. agriculture from invasive pests and from noxious weeds. Here's today's She Said It. Prop 15's taxes on agriculture property aren't just going to hit farmers. They're going to land hard on California consumers, many of whom already struggling with the cost of living in the state. At Ag Council, President Emily Rooney and announcing a new ag coalition and campaign against Proposition 15. The industry fears the November ballot measure would lead to some agriculture property being taxed at fair market value at cost to farmers. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, July 28th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Chap Alley.